Alleluia, Christ is risen. This is the day the Lord has made. And we're grateful not only for that beautiful guitar music, but for the liturgical dance that we were able to see as well. At this time, we'd like you to turn on your cameras and wave to one another or greet one another as you scroll through the screens, knowing that whether this is your first time worshiping with us, either online or at our other uh, spaces, or you've been coming for years, you are welcome. Whatever the color of your skin, whoever you love or marry, your gender identity, how you vote, how you see spirituality or religion, we hope you will stand with us as we take stands against the inequities that show up during these days, especially, especially racial injustice and our care now to care for the earth and what we would call environmental justice. If you do not yet have a bowl of water or a candle for our liturgy, please gather those. And though it can seem like worship is looking at a screen, we want you to participate as much as you can. We're told that it's not safe to sing in church, so sing out your hearts and fill your space with song in your own home. Use your hands to make the sign of the cross, to dip your hands in the water, to pray the Lord's Prayer like this as we do on in, in our worship spaces um, on the Lord's Day as we used to gather. Please also know we welcome today as our guest preacher, Troy Medlin, who's a member of Holy Trinity and who graduated a week ago from the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago. Finally, today we'll be using the chat feature for the prayers so we can see it see a cascade of names. And speaking of chat, though that is one way to be interactive in the liturgy, please also remember it can be distracting for others and you can send a personal chat to someone if you want to thank them for the liturgical dance, for example, or um, some other notes of appreciation. We continue now with our gathering hymn.
now for the fun part, I will invite you to unmute your uh, cameras and your microphones as we say this reading this morning. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also, and also with you. you. And also with you.
Almighty God, your only Son was taken into the heavens and in your presence intercedes for us. Receive us and our prayers for all the world. And in the end, bring everything into your glory through Jesus Christ, our Sovereign and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Acts. Luke writes in the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus did and taught from the beginning until the day when he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, Jesus presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the dominion of God. While saying with them, Jesus ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they came together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the dominion to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has sent by divine authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When Jesus had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, and they were gazing up toward heaven, Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them. They said, you Galileans, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has come, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
A reading from Ephesians. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know God, so that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which God has called you, what are the riches of God's glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of God's power for us who believe according to the working of God's great power. God put this power to work in Christ when God raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of power in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And God has put all things under the feet of Christ and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is the body of Christ, the fullness of the one who fills all in all. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Jesus said, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. And you, you are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised, so stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. 
and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, you O Christ. Christ. Here is one of my favorite icons of the Ascension. It's an Orthodox icon depicting Jesus being carried up into heaven, surrounded by the disciples. To borrow a phrase from a recent New York Times piece that you might be familiar with, today is one of those days when, quote-unquote, Christianity gets weird. It's Ascension, the 40th day of Easter. And I definitely did not grow up celebrating, commemorating, or doing much thinking at all about the Ascension in the more evangelical churches I grew up in. We knew it was in the Bible, and we had some vague idea that it was when Jesus somehow left earth and went back up into heaven after he had risen from the dead. But there were never really sermons on ascension texts, and we definitely did not have a whole day for the ascension like we do and like many other liturgical traditions do. And really, you can't blame them, honestly, for not having a whole day devoted to it. Because when you stop and think about it, it's a little strange, isn't it? I mean, don't get me wrong, I get that Resurrection is strange, period. Uh, but so is the ascension, right? Jesus going back up into heaven by floating up there. Uh, I kind of actually like that about it, though, that it's weird. <laughs> I was talking with my brother about how I was preaching today, and we talked about how we both actually kind of like it because it's one of those weird days centered on one of those weird stories of our faith. A kind of out there, a little sci-fi, and actually sort of funny. So I even decided to do a quick Google search of Ascension memes. And uh, here are a few uh, that I found. And yes, that is a reference to Elton John, and I've always wanted to reference Elton John in one of my sermons, so check on that. Uh, there's, more, there's more out there, too. You could do your own research later, and I don't know if any of you saw the meme that someone posted in the Holy Trinity Facebook group the other day uh, about Ascension being the day when Jesus decided to work from home, uh, but if not, you should totally check that out. To be fair, the New York Times article was talking about the Latin Mass. Uh, but this is just Bible story weird. Ascension is one of those times when Christianity gets weird. Our texts are filled with phrases like, God has gone up with a shout. Jesus being taken up into heaven. Jesus being carried into heaven. Phrases like, God has now been seated at God's right hand in heavenly places. Uh, 
this weird Bible story, much like the memes that have been made about it and the beautiful icon, they seem to be implying that Jesus has gone vertical, right? Up into heaven, which many of us think of as beyond space or another realm. And we think that he has stayed there. We even might instinctively point up when referencing heaven or where Jesus is to be found post-ascension. When I was preparing for today, I was reminded of a sermon that one of my late professors from the Lutheran School of Theology, Vitor Vestella, preached on ascension. He points out an interesting image in our Acts reading. As the disciples are staring up into heaven, one of the men in white robes, one of the angels, says, why are you staring into heaven? This Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. So that promise that Jesus will come again in the same way, Professor Vestella points out that this actually reveals something about Jesus' presence now that he has ascended. And actually where Jesus is to be found post-ascension. Professor Vestella reminds us that Jesus, when he came among us the first time, before his ascension, he came to the poor and the forgotten, the lonely and the isolated, the discouraged and the dispossessed, the hopeless and the struggling, born to a teenage mother, eating with sinners and tax collectors, and eventually to a Roman cross outside the city. Before his ascension, in his life and ministry, God in the flesh stooped down toward us into all that it means to be human, the nitty and gritty of our lives. This is the way that Jesus still comes. With this in mind, Professor Vestella titled his ascension sermon poignantly, The Glory Down Below. But true, all of this about Jesus coming in the same way, it may sound to us a little flat right now. It may sound a bit disconnected from where we live. Or a promise that is only for then or for later. After all, I'll be honest, it's not as easy to sense Jesus' presence with us these days. Or at least that's true for me. Jesus may be up there, but down here, I, I'm just not so sure. For me, one of the clearest signs of Jesus' presence down here is gathering with you all at 1218 West Addison or 637 South Dearborn singing with holy abandon and smelling incense and feeling the water from our very font wash over our bodies, seeing and tasting Jesus in our hands, in bread and wine, and in the embrace of a friend or stranger during the peace. Jesus has ascended, but come again in the same way now? 
we got word on Thursday and Friday that 38.6 million people have filed for unemployment since the pandemic began in the US. Some of us have felt that sting of those numbers close to home. But I imagine even if we haven't felt it directly, we still feel the residual anxiety and fear of the unknown. Jesus has ascended, but come again in the same way now? There are so many losses that we are all grieving right now. Not just economic losses, not just loss of in-person worship, but loss of time with friends and family, loss of time with teachers and coaches and teams, loss of in-person milestones like graduations. Mine was on Zoom last week. And weddings, we had to postpone ours. And so many people are missing out on in-person funerals at this time. And we've all lost a sense of normalcy and of routine. It's like we're sitting at home in a fog that never seems to break and a fog that we cannot escape, literally, because we're in a stay-at-home order. Jesus has sure ascended, but has he come again in the same way now? Then there is, as one preacher put it this week at the Festival of Homiletics, the way that COVID-19 is revealing and unveiling systems and structures of white supremacy and of inequality and of racism that were once more easily hidden, but now have been put out in the open for all to see. Jesus has ascended, but has he come in the same way now? And we have so many questions right now. Good questions, honest questions, painful questions about God's presence in the midst of so much suffering. A New York Times headline about 100,000 people at least dead from COVID-19. Jesus has ascended. But has he come again in the same way now? I'm not so sure. But it's in the midst of that, in the midst of our real lives, holding nothing back, that we hear these words break forth anew this morning. In our Ephesians reading, we hear that the fullness of Jesus now fills all in all. That Jesus is seated at the right hand of God, which Luther says is everywhere and fills all things. And we remember a different gospel, and actually the text of our gospel acclamation this morning, that before his ascension, Jesus promises that he will be with us always. With that, we hear the promise of the angel again. Jesus will come again in the same way and be with us, stay with us, the same way he came before. Jesus has come again and again and continues to abide 
among us, like our gospel has said the last couple weeks. In the midst of the messy and mundane of your life and mine. Weirdly and paradoxically, the promise of the ascension is that Jesus is still with us. That the crucified Jesus with his wounds who has risen has set up shop with us, or as one writer has said, moved into the neighborhood and continues to walk by our side, holding your hand. And even more weirdly, as our gospel says, and as our Acts reading says, we, we are witnesses of these things. You are witnesses of and to these things, church. You are the body of Christ in the world. You are witnesses for one another and for our world that the risen and ascended Jesus is still among us and with us here and now, even when it's so hard to believe it. When you show up for one another, whether it is through Zoom or a phone call, FaceTime or a handwritten note, just to listen or be present or cry with another, you in your body are a witness that the body of the risen and ascended Jesus is still here. When you socially distance and wear a mask to support the most vulnerable and love your neighbor in tangible ways, you are a witness to these things as the body of the risen and ascended Jesus. He is still here. When you share a part of your story, like Dan will in a few minutes, you are a witness to the reality that the risen and ascended Jesus is still here in our midst. When you do anti-racism work and when you advocate for those who've been oppressed for far too long, you are a witness to the way that Jesus first came and the way that Jesus continues to show up and you show. The risen and ascended Jesus is still here by your own witness. When you continue to meet online until it is safe for all of God's children to come together, the risen and ascended Jesus is still here and you are a witness to these things. And through this community, virtual community in our homes yet together around the word of life, we hear the words of Jesus spoken again and again, words of presence and of promise and of mercy for you and for you and for you each day new. And continue to be witnesses to these things. And to our God who is still here, especially now, especially here, especially in the midst of this. So today is certainly a day when Christianity gets a little weird. That's true. And a day that has indeed inspired some great memes, but also a day marked by promise. Promise that this Jesus, crucified, risen, and ascended, is here in our midst. And we are witnesses to these things. So don't look up, but look out and look to one another. Alleluia. Thanks be to God.
voices are muttered when prayers go unsaid. Christ arises when peace has all faded, when we are most jaded, and faith turns to dread, and faith turns to with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Blessed are you, O God of all times and seasons. We give you thanks for the gift of water that nourishes us and all living things. In these days of spring, rain waters the earth and plants reach towards the sun. We praise you for Lake Michigan, the Chicago River, and for all pools and ponds, streams and fountains. Though we cannot walk our beloved lakefront, you give us water for drinking and bathing. Even in our homes, we give thanks for the water of baptism as we trace a cross on our bodies. Remind us that nothing can separate us from your love and mercy. Fill us with your spirit to pour out ourselves for others and to safeguard the waters of your earth. To you, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, sea of holiness, spring of salvation, cloud of mystery, be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. <laughs>
We are so glad you are worshiping with us at Holy Trinity today. Our building may be empty and a little sad today, but church goes on, love goes on, our call to be the body of Christ continues as well. Even though we're not in our spaces, we meet this way and then we are the risen and ascended body of Christ in the world. This is the time where we would normally pass an offering plate and we thank you for your continued support of Holy Trinity as we continue our mission in many diverse ways today. Thank you for those of you who give online, for those of you who send checks, and if you'd like to give, there is our website and you can do that at Venmo as well. And please also remember the Elvina Moan Social Justice Fund, which helps particular persons in need. A week from today, the 50th day of Easter, Pentecost. Some surprises for you next week and a wonderful, joyful celebration. So first of all, as we always do, remember to wear a red or a fiery color. And also we'll be having the prayers of intercession in different languages. If you are able to both pronounce, read and translate, probably maybe using Google Translate online, please right now in the chat feature, send your name and the language in which you are able to read a prayer and we will be in touch with you. Also, in next week's Acts reading, it talks about dreams and visions. And as we envision a new world, a new church, we invite you to paint, draw, doodle, use a few words, to think of dreams and visions and to send that to the church office uh, during the next week. I could real quick jump in. I wanted to make an announcement about um, an event that I've been helping plan and lead uh, that'll be coming up next Saturday. It's in the news and events section of our Holy Trinity website. You can find it there. Um, but I also wanted to just say that um, as we, you know, hear a lot of people rushing to reopen and get back to the way things were or whatever it might be, this conversation next Saturday, it's a virtual town hall that's focused on um, real recovery. What does real recovery from COVID-19 actually look like? And uh, we're going to be joined by uh, Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle, as well as uh, County Commissioners uh, Brandon Johnson and Kevin Morrison. So if you'd like to lend your voice to that conversation and help hold our public leaders accountable to the commitments that they make during that town hall, I invite you to go to the Facebook page there that's listed in the uh, announcement uh, to RSVP and to register uh, using the link in the Facebook event. So hope to see you next Saturday there. Thank you, Pastor Ben. And this is on our website, the announcements. So our Sunday forum, which will be a half hour, we're calling it Small Bites. Today we'll begin a two-part series on sacraments, ritual and pastoral care in a time of quarantine, particularly the intriguing and um, interesting and sometimes challenging question of what to do about communion. So again, that will begin at 10.45. You're welcome to stay for virtual social time. And if you want to even come back at 10.45, that will be a half hour today. There's information about serving at the Lakeview Pantry. We're having a new member orientation for those who'd like to find out more about Holy Trinity Tuesday at seven o'clock. And there's information to register for that as well. The book group, our Wednesday, our full course offerings. You'll note that we're talking about the church's future, all of these items on our website.
Finally, we thank Troy Medlin for his sermon today. Troy graduated, as you heard a week ago, by Zoom from the Lutheran School of Theology at Chicago. We have had at Holy Trinity in the last 20 years, 45 persons who have been ministry in context seminarians who came to us for two years and we supervised them. We've also had nine persons who were members of the congregation who then went to seminary or did candidacy through us. So Troy is one of those nine and we are so uh, grateful that we can mentor future pastors in these ways. And now, as we've been doing through the Easter season, we continue with a faith story, and we welcome Dan Schleiss. Hi, Hi I'm Dan Schleiss. This is my husband, Jason, and our son, Jacob. Hi. And uh, we've been members of Holy Trinity for a few years now. Um, Pastor Craig asked me to share my faith story with you all. But unbeknownst to him, that day that he asked me was a very important day for our family. We were celebrating Family Day. Now, fam what is Family Day? It is the anniversary of the day we brought Jacob home from the adoption agency and officially became a family. We adopted Jacob through an amazing agency called The Cradle. Before being presented to birth parents, we had to go through vigorous background checks, hours and hours of classes, countless meetings with our adoption counselor, and lots more. After all that, we finally made it to what we called The List. This was the collection of profiles birth parents view, review when selecting an adoptive family. We were on the list for a period of time before we received word from our adoption counselor that a birth mother wanted to see our profile. The adoption agency released our profile for the birth mother to review. And you know what? She selected us. We were matched. Needless to say, we were ecstatic. We planned a meeting with her her adoption counselor, our adoption counselor, and us. We learned in that meeting that she was already parenting children. She couldn't support another child on her own. The relative she lived with made it clear that they also couldn't provide more support for another child. This is why she decided to make an adoption plan. We also, in that meeting, discussed ba baby names, and we talked about her future relationship with the child. We left that meeting excited. We set up the nursery, we told our family and friends, and began to wait for that child to be born. We regularly communicated with her about how things were going, and everything was on track. The day finally came. She went to the hospital to have the baby. And then silence. Hours passed. Days passed. A week passed, nothing. Finally, our adoption counselor called. The birth mother had a change of heart and decided to parent the child after a distant relative offered to help support her and the baby. Now, we don't have any animosity towards her. We don't fault her in any way. She made a difficult decision that she felt was best for her and the child, and we respect that. Still, for us, it was heartbreaking. The dreams and plans we had made were shattered, and we were back to where we were months earlier, on the list, waiting, hoping, dreaming. Through a strange twist of fate, that next day, 
we were supposed to attend a fundraiser for the adoption agency. We debated not going, but ultimately went. While there, one of the amazing people at the adoption agency saw us in the disappointment in our faces. She told us, that wasn't your child. Your child is still out there. And when it happens, you will know that it was meant to be. I can tell you she was right. Almost a year later, when I held Jacob in my arms the day he was born, and again on the day we brought him home, I knew in my heart that it was meant to be. The ups and downs of the multi-year adoption process were worth it. God's plan for us wasn't as straight as I would have liked, but the journey, ups and downs and all, ended with me being better off than I could ever imagine. And for that, I thank God every day. Thanks, everybody. Uplifted by the promised hope of healing and resurrection, let us join with Christians around the globe asking God to receive our prayers, responding to each petition. We pray to you, good Lord. O oh God, your might upholds the cosmos, and your mercy sustains the universe. To you, enthroned on high and enthroned in our hearts, we pray. We pray that the church may be enlightened by the body of Christ, that bishops and pastors lead with visionary wisdom, and that all the baptized be witnessed to you, to your mercy and might. We pray to you, good Lord that the earth be preserved from disastrous climate and that animals and their young be safeguarded and that the trees and bushes be protected for their fruit and beauty. We pray to you, good Lord. That wars between nations and violence within each population cease, that the leaders of nations enact justice for their people, that legislators be granted wisdom for their difficult decisions. We pray to you, good Lord. That those with COVID-19 be healed. That those facing death be comforted. That those returning to society remain healthy. That physicians and nurses be granted endurance. That hospitals be equipped for their work. That researchers discover a vaccine. And that future waves of illness be averted. We pray to you, good Lord. That the poor be fed and clothed and housed, that the unemployed find jobs, and that those we name before you receive health and wholeness. During this time of silence that follows, you may type the names for those that you want to pray for into the chat. For those we have named and for all in need. We pray to you, good Lord. 
that teachers be preserved in the care of our youth, that scientists be supported in their exploration of your creation, and that theologians assist us in receiving the mysteries of the ascension. We pray to you, good Lord, that our private sorrows and joys be welcomed by you. For these sorrows and joys, and for those known only to you. We pray to you, good Lord. That we laud your presence in the world and the word. And at the end, we join with Blessed Mary, Nicholas Copernicus, Leonard Euler, John Calvin, Jerry Chernovsky, and all the saints in your everlasting kingdom. We pray to you, good Lord. Oh God, in you we live and move and have our being. Receive our prayers for the sake of Jesus Christ, crucified, risen, ascended for us, and reigning in your glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. I invite you all to uh, open your hands in the Iran's posture uh, during our singing of the Lord's Prayer here today. Trusting in God's tender motherly care, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. May the one who brought forth Jesus from the dead raise you to new life, fill you with hope, and turn your mourning into dancing. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.
surrounded by illness, we mourn our dead. Yet still we say, Alleluia. We know loneliness and discomfort. And yet we say, Alleluia. We cannot see the way that lies ahead. Yet still we say, Alleluia. All of us go down to the dust. Yet even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. And the peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. I invite the assembly now to go into gallery view. Uh, you can also unmute yourself and let's all share a sign of peace with one another here today. You can scroll through all of the screens. Share peace with one another. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace all. Peace be with you. Peace everyone. Peace. Good to see you.